amazing sensitive minds we are starting our second decade with the 11th episode of the great sensitive mind podcast last time i opened the bigger topic of the highly sensitive people at work and today i can't wait to share with you my thoughts and reviews about this great book from dr barry jagger i hope i'm saying her name right which is called making work work for the highly sensitive person But before I start, here are my few usual notes. Firstly, I recommend to continue with my trailer episode 0, where you can learn about my podcast in general, and then follow up with the rest of the episodes if you started with this episode as first. The second, when talking about HSPs, I am taking a lot of information from books and websites about this trait, mostly written by Dr. Elaine Aron. Many of you know that I'm always putting the sources into the description and today's one is not any different. And the final note, when I say HSPs, I mean the highly sensitive people. I divided this episode into following parts. Firstly, I will talk about this book in general and describe its use and general structure. Then I will focus on what I find are the main and most important parts of this book. And after that, I will shortly describe the other parts and my personal thoughts. First of all, let's start about the general description and structure. I must admit that I got this book as a present from my partner and since I have been discovering my lovely trait, I can only say that I really recommend to read this book. Its purpose is mainly to help HSPs tackle some problems or issues that may face in uh, the workspace, thus a perfect reference for this podcast topic. It focuses on three main stages of a job. The worst treachery, the middle craft and the goal ideal that we should all try to find calling. It is not just for reading but also serves as a little workbook with a lot of practical examples, figures, checklists, etc. Which means that you can also see it more visually and adjust your situation with the help of these tools. In my case, it really helped me a lot to realize some details one may overlook or not take as necessary to take into account. I also like, but that applies to Elaine's book uh, about highly sensitive people as well, that there are plenty of examples from other HSPs and their work situations, how they dealt with it or what they learned from it, which again gives a little more real or realistic insight into this matter. In my opinion, it is a book for people struggling with finding a good work environment in general or just finding a job. I would say it is more for highly sensitives, but I would not necessarily put it only into this category as I find some exercises and advice helpful for anyone. I really think that the structure of this book is really nicely done. It is something between classic book, categorized into different subtopics and paragraphs, but also a help book, which has different kinds of additional exercises and examples. 
So when you are reading the more theoretical part, you can straight after apply it into a self-test, view it in a fig figure, or read about particular example of another person in similar situation. The structure also follows a certain path. You will start with the classic introduction about HSPs, of course, but then it feels more as a kind of journey how to grow from the least pleasant situation, which Dr. Jagger calls drudgery, but uh, about that I will speak later, to the ideal or very close to ideal situation that is in the book called Calling. If you remember, I mentioned these terms in my last episode as well. Of course, there are also other subtopics that are closely connected to any kind of work and also life in general, like stress and its management, mind therapy, self-confidence exercises and many others. Basically, this book really is achieving to look at most of the possible scenarios at work and how to deal with them. If you are one of the people that like to also make marks inside such books, put stickers or notes in it, I think you can apply this here as well. Before I really start, let me point out that I will probably not mention all of the details here. However, I will do my best to talk about what I find the most important. After all, I really think you should read this book at one point. Alright, let's start with the beginning. As I mentioned before, we start reading at a point which describes that there is a certain issue you are facing at work. As we have noticed with our sensitivity comes also some additional things which others like or don't use as much, such as overthinking, noticing subtleties, being prone to overwhelming feelings, etc. And since we all know many people don't pay attention to sensitivity in general, of course, there might be situations where we face some uncomfortable misconceptions from others. I like that at the beginning of the book, there is also a workspace sensitivity checklist, which serves as a test aimed for workplace situations and thus can open some particular examples to see where you can apply different behaviors and outcomes. On the other hand, at this chapter, we can find reminders of particular situations and methods which we should use in general, no matter in which environment we are. Dr. Jagger empathizes on setting up your boundaries, threatening your confidence or managing our sensitivity in general which I also find is really important to keep in mind in all situations. Then we continue to the least likable part of this book, I would say, which focuses on drudgery. Drudgery is a term Dr. Jagger uses for the worst kind of work. Again, just at the beginning, you can find the great checklist to examine if you are now at this job situation. 
in general i would describe drudgery as a job that you do only because you have to even it's not something that you really care about or when you are working in drudgery job you feel sad tired stressed or even depressed you don't really want to spend time at the working space or with your colleagues you are constantly struggling with your boss or other employees you feel disinterested about your tasks etc you just don't feel right in the situation both physically and mentally or emotionally it's also important to say that the drudgery is not something we experience shortly after starting work we can easily lapse into it from higher kind of work uh, which is craft but that i will talk about later it is simply a matter of small changes that can happen at your workplace or in your life that then reform the situation now why i recommend this book is that it really can show you the situations in examples in here it tells us how should we recognize being in drudgery and also the ways we can get into drudgery i will try to summarize this part here as i believe it is important first of all recognizing our current work situation is easy if we focus on our feelings as i just said a few minutes ago feeling stressed tired depressed helpless exhausted usually the signs of burnout uh, also having problems with your colleagues tasks or the job's meaning in general uh, can indicate being in drudgery dr checker mentions five ways how we can get into drudgery state the first one is called the ghost of drudgery's past which means that as you may recall any traumas that one experiences during their life starting with early childhood can bring additional issues such as stress low self-confidence health problems etc which are then automatically applied to the work situation as well that's why it is so important to get help and heal your early traumas so that they cannot interfere your work situation the second one is the simple stress-free job we simply look for a job that doesn't require difficult tasks from us or that we don't have big responsibilities usually the these are the starting jobs and thus we think that we will not have any issues with it but that's not necessarily true we may end up finding out that even if we avoid some struggles other will appear soon such as disinterest of a job uh, as its meaning doesn't really match our interests or constant repetition and no changes at the tasks which we can find ourselves stuck in less appreciation from the colleagues as they don't find our position important or meaningful and many others the lesson from this is that we should really not underestimate our strengths and abilities and be more confident in what we can do which again can be helped with if needed the third way is the idealistic path 
In this case, we look for the theme of the job, as Dr. Jagger calls it. We are excited about the field or goals of the company, which match our inner beliefs. And we think that this is enough for the job to be in our ideal. Yet, we still cannot forget the other factors such as people, the real work demands behind it. And if the theme really is in reality the one that we thought it would or not that much. We have to face the reality and what it brings with it. The fourth is called the Eaker's Effect, which focuses on the sensation seekers HSPs. Like the legend about Icarus itself, here we constantly seek for new excitement and as soon as it vanishes, we stop being interested at the work and try to find something else excited. The recommendation here is to realize that if not noticed, we can end up in a vicious circle as in the real life, the new will not uh, becoming always. We should rather focus on finding a field which allows us a certain amount of versatility, but even then don't expect a constant excitement from it. The last one is the attack from within. Unfortunately, this can happen very often. Because the working environment is fluctuating, employees come and go, transfer to different positions, tasks vary, adds up uh, and lessen and many others. We may certainly at one moment encounter an unpleasant situation. Even if we start with our job in a great situation, it can turn into uncomfortable one very easily. A new colleague who is also a bully, new boss who doesn't respect us, new project that has doubled our workload and time pressure, change of office space to more noisy and chaotic. I also spoke about these in my last episode. Uh, in this situation, it is really important to find the problem and try to solve it. And if the solution doesn't come, we may have to admit that there is no other possibility than to change the company. skip a couple of chapters I will focus on them later and move to the middle kind of job craft craft is as I said in between drudgery and calling which means it is quite a mixture of positivity and negativity dr. Jacker describes it as a hybrid of these two again as in the drudgery chapter you begin with a checklist to see if your current state might not be craft together with some examples that may suggest you have moved from one situation to the other. Of course, many of us can be very happily satisfied here. Uh, I previously also said that some people prefer to have a craft as their income support, but they spend outside work time with their calling. And there's nothing wrong about that. They should only watch out uh, to not fall down 
from their occupation to the drudgery stage. In general, craft is a job which we are quite satisfied with. Uh, given the mixture of influences I have talked about before, but it is still not 100% something we are amazed by or passionate about. And as craft is in the middle, it is necessary to focus on the differentiation between each side, when how craft becomes treasury and when how we can move from craft to calling. There are, of course, different scenarios and situations that can tell us in which of these three islands uh, we are in the moment. The book mentions three main influences. Those volume can suggest this. Uh, they are the control we have over our work, the meaning of the work, and the positive challenges it brings. The more we have of each, the more we are reaching calling and the other way around. And in craft, we have an average of each. It is good to stress that we cannot simply skip from drudgery to calling. The various and flexible craft part allows us to tackle the subtle, gives us more opportunities to see what works for us and what doesn't. We can gain more confidence, think about our priorities, focus more on our inner beliefs, which can lead us more towards the calling. Another factor is that craft doesn't include great amounts of stress or physical and mental problems in general, which we may notice in drudgery. And it is a huge benefit for our focus so that we can occupy our mind with what is important to move forward. However, on the other hand, we should not forget to pay attention and not let things slide down the other way towards the drudgery because, as I have said, workspace in general is very unpredictable and the environment can change really suddenly. This book speaks about reaching the ideal calling. From my previous talk, I don't think I have to describe uh, what calling is, really. Uh, I believe most of you already understood what it is about. Also, also we all now understand that uh, reaching it is not exactly easy, yet it's not impossible at all. Um, this chapter starts with a list of particular things which suggest that your job is your calling. Uh, calling is also connected more with our inner feeling rather than the practicalities linked to our job. Dr. Jagger also says that it is quite difficult to describe the actual state of feeling when we are in calling because many uh, people... Uh, experience more the previous two kinds of job. The important sign of being in calling is the non-stop flow of energy that it gives us. The book even points out three different kinds of energy 
of which one is the actual true calling but in general says that reaching either of them is after all our goal and means that we have achieved what we have let's say climbed for after all when searching and reaching for our calling we are growing inside as person too on the way we learn things about us we gain different kinds of experience we fail and that's all right and we learn from our failure too we grow self-confidence self-love not to indicate that we become selfish or rude and somehow balanced inside so it is a work on its own and there is always the requirement to maintain it as well and for the last part of this episode i would like to describe a little bit the other chapters in between they are crucial as well because they help us to grow from each kind of work to the other these chapters therefore fulfill the more uh, let's say practical side of the work in between drudgery and craft we focus on our healing from traumas and stress management as you remember these are the common factors that keep us in the drudgery and don't allow us to grow further in between craft and calling we have exercising our strengths as hsps gaining confidence and in general settling us in our future ideal workspace situation dr checker also dedicates one chapter to the self-employment topic which plays a big role in many hsps lives including myself even Elaine speaks about it uh, often in her books. Let me now briefly describe each of these chapters then. When it comes to healing, it is not necessarily about our work, but mostly about the state of our mind and where are we in life it is about pausing a little bit finding a way to free ourselves from the overstimulation and messed mind uh, and also focusing on the way out i have spoken about the necessity to find outside help from a specialist if we suffer from traumas because it is not an easy task to get us out of it on our own Yet we really needed to allow ourselves to start our journey and no matter where in life we are. Um, the book suggests a few exercises and techniques, including humor. Um, so I really recommend to look at it. The next chapter is about another huge topic on its own, which is stress and its management. Um, the book rightly so points out that we have different kinds of stress acute episodic acute chronic and traumatic 
and we need to be able to define them and differentiate between them in order to recover from the particular one. It also gives some tips for relaxation and techniques how to gain control over stress. The second group of the in-between chapters is mostly focusing on our confidence in being visible as an HSP. Um, we learn how to speak about our trade uh, in the workspace, how to get comfortable in different situations even when we feel they can scare us first. Um, after all, we should not be ashamed of being sensitive, but rather embrace it as it gives us more than we think when taken under control. I also like sections about relationships with bosses and being able to say no, which both can be for uh, highly sensitive people quite intimidating. Um, the following chapter, highly sensitive Kung Fu, uh, I would say continues with more lessons and methods uh, of how to gain confidence and respect at work. Also, it has a section of how to deal with uh, bullying, uh, which I think again can be a very common case with highly sensitive people and I believe should be looked at more. After that comes the self-employment part uh, I mentioned. Here, Dr. Jagger describes that the working on our own doesn't mean that we have a total freedom of everything. Um, Self-employment brings with it additional parts we have to deal with uh, on our own that might not be always pleasant. Even though we work on our own, we still have to be in contact with our clients uh, and other parties which we do business with. Self-employment also brings along the necessity to sell ourselves, to compete on the market and these are again not the most enjoyable tasks for highly sensitive people. But again, uh, there are many successful self-employed HSPs that are doing perfectly well, which means that it can always be an option. We should only realize what it can bring with it. chapter before focusing on the calling uh, I really like. This chapter is called psychic income and plays with different kinds of conditions that can influence how we let's say float from one kind of work to another. This chapter is also full of visual figures where we can clearly see different situations. I will try to describe it here as much as I can. Um, psychic income is portrayed as a cylinder where at the bottom we have heavy dark treachery, in the middle misty craft and at the top clear calling. Into this cylinder we put various sized balls which will each sink to a different depth uh, depending on the situation we are in. 
These balls characterize previously mentioned influential conditions. And uh, there are three of them. The environmental conditions, commute, workspace, light, sound, or even odor. The second, job tasks. Uh, if we are administrating, communicating with people, analyzing, working manually, etc. And the last one is people at work, like boss, co-workers, business partners, clients. Uh, the environment is the smallest ball, as these conditions might be easy to change if necessary. The job tasks are in the middle, uh, as they are more difficult to change, but still can be. The largest represents people as they are the most difficult to influence, unfortunately. Now imagine throwing these balls into the cylinder and seeing in which part of it they end up depending on um, your situation. Uh, don't think about physics here. We are talking we are taking account our situation so in the case of having amazing relationships with your colleagues the biggest ball can float in the calling part so on the top but the tasks can be very difficult and depressing thus they will sink really down into the drudgery part um, this exercise is to show us how important it is to analyze our conditions and what it uh, can tell us um, uh, and what we should do with uh, each of these conditions. After all, the sizes won't change and the people will be the most significant part of work to influence us. Uh, this chapter is full of examples, thus I really, really recommend to play with it more. At the end, we can all see that everything is about constant evolving. I hope that I gave you good insight into this amazing book and that you may be interested in reading it. I definitely believe that it gives plenty of help and advice. Next time I want to share with you my recent experience with the breathing workshop and how breathing can help control stress situations. I'm really looking forward to it. As usual, please follow me on my Instagram, The Great Sensitive Mind Podcast, if you have not done yet. Uh, I am posting there updates. And my email address, which you can always find in my descriptions, is open for uh, contacting me as well. Thank you for listening and being here with me today. Have a lovely day. Bye.